0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Happy Hour with Operation Happy Nurse, where we openly discuss mental health as practicing nurses and the reality of what it means in healthcare. We are your lovely hosts. My name
1: is Olivia. And I'm Carly. And we hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to our coloring book series here on Happy Hour with Operation Happiness. As we have highlighted in our previous podcast, today we have the opportunity to interview our third and final guest on this series, Dr. Stan Rodsky. He is an Australian neuroscientist specializing in brain science and peak performance. He has authored multiple publications, making it on Oprah Winfrey's 2016 Christmas wishlist and is the author of the adult colouring book we have been using for this particular series, Anti-Stress Meditation Through Colouring. So we are very excited to have you here with us, Dr. Radsky. Thank you for joining us.
2: No problem. Saving the best for last.
3: (laughs) Most
1: definitely. (laughs) So I know I just quickly did a little overview, but can you tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into where you are in the world of neuroscience?
2: Yeah, sure, look, um, my experience for the first 35 years was as as a practicing psychologist um, with a neuroscience bent in there, or or neuropsychology bent, But, but it's probably because I've actually lived through a world where um, pre-computers and pre-all of the wonderful science that's now available to the yes. neurosciences, because I originally qualified in those areas. Um, <clears throat> I find that I found that working in psychology uh, was about the only place I could work until probably uh, around um, the 2000 mark when all of the technologies appeared, and, and hence the Neuroscience, um, so so the, the 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 trail through has been one of psychology to to neuroscience and more research and writing and um, getting involved in uh, the peak performance side of things rather than the clinical side. So that's that's a that's the journey, if you like, that I I I've had mm-hmm. at, um, at my very youthful age of sixty six now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, can you, because I honestly, this is a whole new topic for me. Like I said, I do work in, you know, I see the medical side of neurology and all, you know, all of that. Um, we have a lot of spine patients and unfortunately um, traumatic brain injury patients through trauma and such like that. But on the brighter side of all that, what, I guess, kind of how do your specialties with brain science specifically and peak performance, what does that kind of entail for someone that has no idea?
2: Yes, look, I think that um one of the developments that's current in the neurosciences is that it's moved from where it was typically placed in the clinical area, which is what you've experienced. You know, mm-hmm. most of your listeners may have experienced, which is the neuros working in the hospital clinical environments, what I call working at one end of the spectrum.
3: Okay. And that is
2: usually trying to raise people's performance from from a very poor position to, to a normal position, if that's the best word.
3: Mm, Whereas right.
2: uh, neurosciences have also moved up to the other end, um, which is where I've tended to operate. But a lot of the things we're going to talk about today came from the, if you like, the clinical end to this peak performance end. Current neurosciences out of the hospital environment Really operates there. There is no middle ground in here. Either we want the brain to to come up to be normal, or we want it to be able to, from normal, be able to operate that much better again when under severe pressure. Right. So so you have these two worlds, if you like. The middle ground Mm -hmm. is that I, for me, is the world of psychology. It's the behavioural side in there. Um, Whereas I often um, define myself as a plumber and an electrician for the brain. Mm,
1: that's a good way
2: to put it. So I'm really interested in the pipes and the taps and the fluids. And I'm interested in the way that they actually uh, exert their influence on the whole body, the whole metabolism, particularly when it's under pressure. Think of it like an air conditioning system in your house. You know, it, when, when, when everything's okay and the weather's not too extreme too low or too high it just bubbles along you know, right. if it, if it isn't quite working as well as it should it's not noticeable but when it gets really hot or really cold and something's not working you notice it. yeah and mm-hmm. and of course we can do behavioral things which is go and um, give it a whack <laughs> you know, on, on, on the thermometer somewhere, or, or try and adjust. You know, we sort of think, oh, it's still not hot enough, put it up, or it's still not cold enough, put it down. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're manually overriding a system that should be looking after itself at the extremes. But of course, at the extremes is when um, all of the issues appear. And for a, for a neuro like me, that's where I operate, and, and particularly at that peak. Performance level of, um, you know, I'm now about to run the 100 metres at the Olympics one day, we hope, fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> there are six others there. Um, one of those seven will win, and they will win by a bee's wing. Um, what... What, what, and they are all physiologically and psychologically prepped within a, within an in you know a, a millimeter of each other. And yet one wins and and the others lose. What caused that? What 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 actual aspect of them meant that that happened? And for the neuroscientists, that's where we operate. What what would what is it that I can what is it about my system? Because I in that you see, you know, sort of what ten seconds that they run in. Mm-hmm. lesson, of course. Um, what what made me first? What what, how did, what what happened there? And that's that's and that's a very translatable world to yours, right? Because you know, you 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 go in and out to work each day. You you have your normal amounts of pressure going on. Usually, even high levels of pressure going on every day. But then it's the <laughs> day where it is extreme. Mm-hmm. It is just beyond what you've ever done before. That's where that air conditioning system now has to really work, and it has to work without you thinking about. It.
1: Yeah. Right.
2: And that's that's the part here that that um, that my work and the the work that you're under. You know, which is why I wanted to talk to you guys. Because I, I think it's such a pressured environment, but it's but it's but it's a norm for most of you. <laughs> you, know, you know,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> but, but, but having said that, it's not a norm. You're out of that. that, you're you're in high pressure mode when, you know, as they unfortunately do these days, you know, it's all lining up. It's it, it's almost out the hospital doors. Um, right. Right.
3: um
2: that is a, that is the extreme. And somehow you've got to perform at your, not only your normal, but your best. Yeah. Um, And that's that's the world that we're in here. And and that's the question that I've always wanted to answer. And 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 I did start a lot of that from the clinical practice into that sporting world Um, Mm -hmm. because the first time – I transferred. It would have been in two thousand and five.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
2: And here in Australia, we we um, play uh, apart from a very strange football game. Um, we also play rugby, and and the, one of the top coaches of that. Called me up one day and he said, "Look, we want to talk to you. We, you know, we've seen some of your work and what you've been writing about, and blah blah blah." blah. And he brought me in, <laughs> and, and and he is the top coach in Australia. He currently still is the top coach in Australia. He looked at me and he said, "Look, we'd like to use you in our team. We 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 want to be, you know, really the best. But I don't understand how neuroscience would do that. And and it's the same for you. How how would neuroscience help me perform at my best when I'm under the most pressure?"
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And and I and I talked about that example of those runners, and and my and the conclusion I've come to is that that winning runner, the the nurse who's able to deal with all of those multitasking things and still get it right and still get everything done. Um, there's Sometimes. one thing that happens. There's one thing that happens, which relates to these coloring books and everything else that I talk about, and we'll go into detail. The thing that happens is, the brain, while it's going through its contortions in this, in this plumbing and electrical, you know, the the electrical circuits buzzing, it's it's opening up the taps and the pipes and it's letting the fluids go. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't have a, any room for any any problems to occur in there. And the answer in here is that there's an exchange going on. This is a regulating system and it's busily trying to change that pressure either into performance or stress. Mm -hmm. And that's the key. In an instant, the one that won that race, the day that you do that superb job, even in the middle of 500 things possibly going wrong is that you converted the pressure to performance and not stress Mm -hmm. and that's the difference in sport and in and in highly pressured worlds like nursing medicine in general all of these areas that's the key in here. how do we do that how do we make sure our here we go some technical you know technical terms that you're you're cohort will understand, of course, within that central nervous system, mm-hmm. there is that wonderful autonomic nervous system. And that autonomic nervous system is doing exactly that. It is busily trying to regulate the system
3: mm-hmm.
2: with its para and sympathetic nervous system. It is trying, it is at one hand, shoving in the neurotransmitter adrenaline to release the cortisols, and on the other hand, it's busily trying to relax the system, with its dopamine and its serotonin and all of the rest. It is this regulatory battle going on in that instant that we're we're in here thinking about now. How do I make sure just like that air conditioner that's trying to get the whole system operating at 35 to 40 degrees Celsius to a day when your client load is tripled Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how do how do I make sure my system automatically regulates so that I can turn this pressure into performance? Really? Yeah difficult I warned you about my long answers
1: no that's just its really interesting how you describe it because you know I try to tell everybody and it's hard to explain when you're not you know in the field or have those long 12-hour days and such but I try to explain to people that I'm just mentally exhausted you know after mm-hmm. my long shifts and th- what you just described you know that really it kind of <laughs> makes sense now because it's like you have all this stress and it's either like you said you can kind of make what you will of it and try to you know, yes. put it out into, yes. you know, task management and everything like that. But then at the same time, it does come off as stress quite often. And I think, you know, I'm only two and a half years in, and this is interesting as well for Olivia, I'm sure, but trying mm-hmm. to mentally get your head around, okay, am I going to use this or am I going to just let it overtake me and, you yeah. know, well, let it just let, be let me, stress?
2: Well, let me cut in just for a moment here. Yeah, with of course. Some, with, with some terminology.
3: mm mm-hmm.
2: We thrive under pressure Mm -hmm. i got up this morning because i was really looking forward to talking to you guys that was pressure Mm
3: -hmm. it
2: had not converted to stress it may have converted to stress if i had 10 other things to do and this was really putting me you know oh my goodness how am i going to fit this in? we live in a world of pressure many of us actually enjoy the pressure in fact For many nurses that I've known over the years, not being in a world of pressure is pressure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) Pressure is not stress.
3: Okay.
2: Stress is the outcome of a system which is under pressure, which is too high or it's too high for too long.
3: Mm-hmm. Then it
2: stresses the system mm-hmm. yeah? because that's a neuroscience way. That's the plumber and electrician view of the world. My, is this system um, uh, able to deal with the pressure that gets put on it? Because if it can't, if it doesn't have him, here's my other piece of terminology, the resilience
3: mm-hmm.
2: in the system. So, so, so the engineer puts resilience in the system tries to put as much band length width into each of these things so that it can go up to that height or that that depth. And our body is the same way. And our brain sets that up so that we do have these bands of pressure that we can work under. Because we actually, you know, waking up this morning for me, my brain had to feel some pressure. We don't wake up without pressure. It actually has the pressure of the light, or my alarm, or this, or that. Um, we <laughs> we we live in a world of pressure. But many people begin to think that oh, if I just didn't have so much, you know, stress. What they're meaning is pressure. And when they and when we say that you this is a pressure job,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and it is, mm-hmm. isn't it? Your job is a pressure job. Um, the question is about your resilience. Right. Because right. if your resilience is high, then it will convert, it won't convert the pressure to stress. Mm-hmm. It, will t- it will convert it to performance. My, my air conditioning system is now operating really well, even if it's 50 degrees, because the system is resilient enough to go to that high. And it's the same with us humans. You know, that's why there is so much focus on resilience.
1: Oh, I need a lot
2: of that. <laughs> of course you do, and, and we all do. And there's a lot of things that we can we can do about that in, in in actually helping our systems regulate, because that's what the outcome is here. And when our system regulates, when we're able to take a minute off, when we're able to spend some time um, relaxing, truly relaxing, whether, whether it's um, with an a system like colouring in or some of the newer systems that I'm using these days in the sound wave science areas um, uh, where, you know, you can just simply listen, you know, sort of to different sounds into the ears while colouring. Um, you can see see just what effect we can do to help regulate the system. So because when we're in that in that zone, if you like, when we're, when we're actually, our system is just so, tuned. you know those days you get up and you think, gee, I'm just on fire. Yeah, I, this is good. You know, bring it on. Bre- bring in 10 more patients. No problem. Yeah, <laughs> Bring them in. Yeah. Um, wow. You're, you're in the zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you're firing. And And that's your system is just regulating it's moving between the para and the sympathetic nervous systems and creating a regulatory environment that that uh, this humble you know sort of three kilos of brain that we have there is just firing up in its sequence in its perfect order it's just loving it yeah it's loving it because you've got your life in some sort of order you've got you've got pattern coming from repetition In a world in which you're being also um, controlled and I use these words a lot because um, uh, they're the key element also of the the technique that that we're talking about the coloring in
1: right so with that being said since you just (laughs) since we know we have a lot of high pressure going on in the environment that we're both in uh, do you have any advice you can give us? When it, either mindfulness advice, something that you would suggest, um, neurologically or anything psycho- psychology-wise, anything um, alleviating that anxiety or stress, if that's what we're turning it into instead of peak performance.
2: Yes. So, or, yeah, performance, and and when you're at you, when the pressure is particularly high, it will be a peak. Performance. I, I don't. I don't think it's sort of royal. At one end, there's the king and queen of everything. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that when the pressure is really high, you've got to really perform high. Yeah, it's just that it's, it's mm-hmm. the the nature of the Yes. Look. Again, think about the words that I've been using: regulatory system, mm-hmm. a system which is um, um, trying to bring itself always back into homeostasis. Um, and, and homeostasis, of course, is a is a word that we're all familiar with, particularly in the medical sciences and the mm-hmm. nursing, all, all of these areas, um, because we're trying to bring the system back into into balance. We're trying to bring it back to the right temperature. You know, we're trying mm-hmm. to bring it back to the right functionality, the right bloods. You know, we're, we're trying to bring the whole thing back to where it normally is. Of course. For most, most of us humans, some of us out there, I, the analogy I love is um, you've seen a picture of a, um, a, a single tree on a seascape, you know, right on the ocean, and it's been hammered by the wind for so long that it's bent over. Is that an image that you can... Yes, to? I have it.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, for a neuroscientist like me, that's an example of allo space. Now allostasis in fact is our new norm. so that tree's new norm is being bent over like that. And for many of, um, for many nurses whether you know, you're in your early stages and you can bounce back to where you normally where, where most people normally are is great and you, you'd be that young tree that was on that um, on that seascape would have you know after the wind would have bounced back and been straight. But after yeah. years and years of pressure, after a year of the wind blowing it and it just keeps blowing it and blowing it and blowing it it, become, it, it, it achieves a new norm. And that new norm for it is it's still alive, but it doesn't bounce straight up anymore. Homeostasis, it bounces only half of the way up. And that's called allostasis. And that's an important concept here, because um, in the world of neuroscience, we understand that. We understand that. Um, um, uh, you, Olivia, and you, Carly, you both sound quite young, but there'll be a lot of nurses who are in their fifties and sixties, even maybe even younger than younger than that, who have been pounded by these winds for a long time.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, it's it's not a matter of just getting back to homeostasis. It's a matter of allostasis. What is my best performing position? And what we've found in this area, um, and in my own clinical work, I would do the traditional thing. I would have, as a psychologist, recommended um, all of the relaxation techniques that have ever been that have ever been made, because at their heart they're using breathing techniques and breathing techniques are so important here because the development in these sciences of, of, of areas like heart rate variation now heart rate variation is a really really interesting concept because we can actually get into the autonomic nervous system with very simple um, ECG type measurements, you know, from the heart rate, because okay. because when you're when you're breathing and you're slowing your breathing, you'll be familiar from your own studies and your work. You say to some patient, you know, let's let's just settle down, let's calm down, let's focus on our breathing. Um, you've done that, I'm sure, the pair of you. Always, but, but do you actually know what you've done? No. <laughs> you see, see see, you sort of get the idea, well, we're bringing oxygen in and we bring you know and that's and it's coming in regularly, so therefore we we're, we're, you know we're sort of getting that excitement out of the system or that, that pounding out of there. But it actually comes into it actually relates to this paras and sympathetic nervous system. When we breathe in, we excite the sympathetic nervous system. We're bringing oxygen in. The oxygen, of course, is going to soon bang away into the glucose and create the neural activity that we need to fire up.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And then when we blow out, of course, we've got the relaxing breath. We've got the basal basal nerve connection, which is actually now bringing the parasympathetic nervous system into place. And we're actually now bringing that excitement in the system back down. Now, heart rate variation is a lovely little technique that we discovered that that allows us to actually measure that. And, And what we now know is that when you're actually, if you actually bring your breathing into a certain state, you actually excite this whole system into either relaxing or stimulating and and the more variation we have what's your you know a typical technique is breathe in through your nose i'll Help. do that now I'll Do the
3: mouth <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and 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 but for heart rate variation we need to come in through the nose so we go in through the nose one two three hold one, two, three, but when we blow out, I want to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's longer. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: When our breathing in is short and our out is longer, we've actually created a variation. What the technology shows us is that when we create that variation, we are relaxing our system we are actually overwhelming it with the, neuro, the dopamine neurotransmitters and we are actually pulling back the, the adrenaline neurotransmitters, the cortisols that are going to go into our system and eventually lead to so many of the problems that we know as it builds up the, the okay. proteins in the brain and creates all sorts of issues for us. So, and, and around the heart and the lungs and the, all the rest. We know all of this now. But, but that's actually why my recommendation in the first instance is the breathing. But if I go back into my clinical world, I would have many patients who would come in and we would do this, but they were but at the stage where they were also using a lot of medication because these, these conditions had manifested themselves into all sorts of um, uh, psychological and and physical complaints and illnesses.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: right. it's difficult to maintain this idea of just, and and it's wonderful stuff to bring. Let me say, uh, yoga. Oh, yeah. you know, I've re- I wrote that, the book, The Neuroscience of Mindfulness, which is available on Amazon, if anyone's interested. But, and I talk <laughs> about the physiology of that in the process. Um, it's... Uh, but, but the key here is that when with a lot of these patients I found that by the time that they were at the stage where the stress there was now no you know wasn't there was no longer coping with pressure this was conversion into stress and these techniques would work for a little bit but it seemed that they were unable to concentrate There's so much going on in the brain do you find that when you you know you want to do your yoga or you want to do your meditation or you want to do your mindfulness and you're trying to focus, but you know what, it's still, oh, did I leave that in the room? Did I, was I supposed to ring someone? You know, the noises that come into your head? That mm-hmm. is me to a T. And that is so many. And and when you do these things, you think, oh, did that really work for me? Did I, um, I wonder, did I, oh, yeah, I guess I do feel better. I mean, it's a, it's very difficult to distinguish a placebo, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. People tell me this would work. (laughs) Um, um, But it was while I I actually had a young patient, she was um, uh, 14 or 15, she was in a dreadful state. She had um, many, many issues, um, but that eventually led to her. Um, There was a lot of psychiatry involved. She couldn't, couldn't, uh, in fact, leave the house anymore. She was so Um,
3: tense. We
2: did get her to the practice. And um, and and I'd been toying with the idea of I wonder if I could busy her.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe the idea was not to relax her, but to busy her. Interesting. And and and, and I thought, okay. And I had some, as, as you would expect in in a practice like mine. I had I had some EEG there because I fascinated in this whole world of the autonomic nervous system. I said, listen, let, let me just pop this on your on, on your head. I just hooked up her earlobe so I could pick up her um, ECG. And I said, listen, um, I've just got a little drawing here and some coloured pencils.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I just want you for the next five minutes just to not do anything else except focus on the colouring. And and I said to her, and I'll just observe what's going on here, but don't worry about that. Just just um just focus on the colouring in, and and she did that, and everything that she'd been taught and now no longer said she could no longer do because that that happens. You know, you eventually get to oh I don't know whether this is working. um but all of a sudden, the three things that I mentioned before came into play. She looked okay. at this drawing, which was uh, not of a scene because I didn't want to. You know, people when when they get a you know picture of a house in the country or a fa- you know some, they immediately the brain goes, oh this is a competition. You know, I've got to do this well. Mm-hmm. So it actually goes, it is pressure. So I didn't want pressure in the system. So I I I, I did some geometric things in which, the idea of that was these sorts of images would have no explanation there was no right or wrong to them there was no getting it looking fantastic so that i could show my friends no competition i didn't want the brain to have any competition Mm -hmm. but i did want something in which if they started to repeat certain colors they would start to get a pattern Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and i wanted it to be coloring between lines because I know how important it is for the brain to feel it's in control. We humans love control. You know, how, how bad do you feel if you don't know when your next shift is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, when it's going to be, you know, when it goes outside of a certain pattern. Because it's no longer, what's the best way for us to feel comfortable and in control is for it to be in a pattern. Okay, I get it, I'm on mornings or I'm on afternoons. But if I'm suddenly on a morning and then, you know, I've got to look and find out I'm now on an afternoon or... We get very unsettled, don't we? We do. And so, so so, which I know is the new world. and, And that's why. Because the brain, even though it's the most amazing It is quite simple in many of its Mm -hmm. overt processes. And that is, it loves repetition. It loves repetition that creates patterns. And it loves repetitions and patterns in controlled environments.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Back to my coloring sheet. There she was, faced with a black and white piece of paper in which she would start to see If she, you know, she would pick a colour and then she'd start to put them in different positions and then she'd take another colour and put it in other positions, she was starting to get um, a pattern out of repetition. And she was also, she knew the task she had to keep between the lines, Mm
3: -hmm. which
2: is control. And I can tell you the first time I observed this on my computer, I had never, in all of the time I'd worked with her, observed her it, moving her system into homeostasis um, quicker. Wow! I, tu- I turned the computer around and said to her, "Look, that was you when you came in. Yeah, so, so, so her, so her whole system." was really pounding, as it always was, um, and by the end, and you can see these images on, on the mm-hmm. Colourtation mm-hmm. site, colourtatio ncom um, yes. um, That's where you can, you, I, I've got pictures of this whole whole process up there, if anyone's interested to see. Definitely. How this colouring in does affect our autonomic nervous system, does. Bring it into into balance mm-hmm. and it does so keep while you're busy <laughs> you know, because yeah it, i think three quarters maybe you know maybe as high as 80 percent of people really find you know the, the the process of of meditating and yoga and and, and calming, balancing, breathing techniques just for the purpose of doing that, extremely difficult.
0: Mm-hmm. I can speak for myself. It, it has historically been very difficult for me, um, which was why I was very excited and also intrigued to see how my body would and how my mind would react to, like you said, sitting down in an environment where I have so much going on mentally with school and work and family. And then, you know what, putting things aside and taking the time to focus on the task at hand and just enjoy coloring in between the lines for a specific amount of time. I wanted to see how I would react in that sense. And Mm -hmm. like you said, I, I tended to veer towards picking the same colors and what's extremely interesting and what I love about this book is on in kind of the middle of the book, you have um, some further information as to colors and then also how mindful of the colors that you're choosing are and kind of what they represent. So Mm -hmm. I think that that's extremely, you know, it was, it was very intriguing to me because I'd never thought about that. I'd never thought that, blue associated with relaxed and calm and and at ease. And it's, mm-hmm. it's something that I was like, hmm, well, I wonder why I kept choosing that.
3: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, I, I think it's, it's amazing to hear that that technique actually did, you know, change her mannerisms and, and everything associated with that. So my question to you is, was this the first time that you implemented a technique like this with one of your patients? Or was this something that you were like, you know what, let's, let's try something a little different this time and see how we'll react in this situation.
2: Mm, the, look, it was very much the latter. You know, mm-hmm. I've um, I, I've been looking to try and apply something here. To, for for what I call busy minds you know that I, I <clears throat> it was it was clear that in the early pa- you know when when people are first exposed to the techniques like the breathing meditation yoga mindfulness um, they're, they're, they're okay for a while <clears throat> and some you know small percentage go on and, and and use it extensively but a larger percentage give up
3: mm-hmm.
2: and and, and I thought it would be if I could actually take advantage of what the brain likes,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, that, that is easy, you know, grab, you know, because the, the brain is lazy, you know, it, it, and I say lazy because it's got obviously a connotation to it, but the fact of the matter is it's looking for the, the process which will be least energy using mm-hmm. so that it can get what it has to get done done. Before um, um, it needs to start pushing in the melatonin's for you to go to sleep, so so it's you know it's 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 trying to work an energy system again. Remember, I'm a cognitive neuroscientist. For me, it's always back into the pipes and the taps and the circuit board. You know, the the, the mm-hmm. brain is looking for a, an answer here for its energy needs, and 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 if something. Requires a lot of work for you, a lot of concentration, a lot of effort in a busy day. Stopping and doing um, meditation um, can, in fact, be extremely energy using for it because it's got you know, to stop you. It's got to do. But if I can grab a book and just go, okay, um, what color? Okay, and just, I'm just going to focus now for the next five to 10 minutes. Five to ten minutes. In mm-hmm. five minutes, that girl, fourteen-year-old, was in a zone on my graph which I'd never seen before with her. Wow! Five minutes. Five minutes. That's wild. And, and it didn't matter what state she came in, and it didn't matter in the long term because the the colouring was just another. You know, it was another it was the process here Mm -hmm. see the coloring is not about the outcome the coloring is the process when you get that coloring book and you work on it um i want you to think about this is a process i don't have to finish this page Mm
3: -hmm.
2: all i have to do is spend the next five ten minutes um, um and and create something because that's the other thing the brain loves. You know, when you come out of that and have created something, that that makes your brain want to come back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
2: it makes you want to come back. And, and the colour was another subset here because what I then started to observe are things that we've all sort of, you know, known about. You know, we, we, we've all seen the artists who have had, who are in severe depressions with their paintings of, that are horror, you know, black, you know, art therapists, mm-hmm. for example, you know, people are in severe, severe mental places,
3: mm-hmm. you know, their,
2: their colors are dark and their subjects are dark. And it was really interesting watching um, because I would then have not only clinical patients, but I would have executives who would come through the practice who are, you know, suffering from. From stress, uh-huh. um, you know, this were you know, and there would be sports people, and I and I would, uh, you know, in these sporting teams that I was working, with, and and I would observe the, you know, once they began to feel like they can control this world, the colours changed.
3: Uh-huh.
2: They would shift from those the, those dark colours, and they would. As they felt better and better, they would move to the colours that were, you know, were far more representative of where they were, which was fascinating.
3: Yeah, so yeah.
2: turn the page over and say, "Well, how, how would you like the feel that?
3: Mm-hmm. And, and look at even your progression. In the world of
2: school. So so, over in London, I had a client, and and um, and he rang me up one day. He said, "Look, my daughter's going into into her exams." And look, uh, look, look, Stan, she's it's not that she's not calm, but but she's actually not motivated.
3: Hmm.
2: You know, she she's 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 too calm, if you like, you know, like she's just gone <laughs> over the crest, you know, who cares? Sort of sort of you know, whatever. And that worried him. And I said, well I'll tell you what, before the exam, um um grabbed one of the books and he had one of those. And I said, look, um, concentrate, just have her do orange and yellow
3: mm-hmm.
2: as her pattern colours.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, now, this is a, you know, obviously an experiment of one at this stage, but I was intrigued to see what would happen. And she did that before the exam. And, uh, and her self-report was, that she felt invigorated, stimulated, she felt like her brain was zapping along. You know, for her, that's what she needed, and she did very well. Which is a you know anecdotal. I mean, she, you know, that was the, the test of it. But it was so exciting that I actually got a call from the University of New Mexico. And um, we actually used the colouring books um, pre uh, their, their first year students doing their algebra exams.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: okay, and um, and so what what happened was that um, um, they were required to do colouring because because it's it's a funny old thing, mathematics. You know, there's so many fears. How, how, you know, don't you love it? You know, I'm going to give you two an arithmetic test. Okay. <laughs> After this, how, how's it, how, how's your system going now um
0: <laughs> we're high pressure high pressure <laughs>
2: <laughs> there, there it goes and and you remember a lot of these kids in the universities this would be not an elective they were just they had to do algebra 101 or whatever it might have been so they were not all there because they were budding mathematicians they just had to do this unit and the whole fear of this thing and um the lecturer in charge of that contacted me and said, Look, Stan, can I borrow your book? Because I, I actually like to um, um, uh, give one of my classes, you know, so because they've got good data on how what they would expect their results to be, because they did mm-hmm. tests all through the year. So and he said, look, I'm gonna I just want to take one of these classes and use the, you know, I'm gonna say to them, look, you've got an extra um, five minutes at the beginning here. Just I just want you to. Before you open up the question book, um, I want you to um, um, colouring in. And, and he said, and, and that will be part of your assessment. You know, so you, you do have to do it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which it wasn't, but, you know, <clears throat> but he he said that. And so they spent I, can't, uh, I think it was five minutes pre the exam. You know, they had a you know they had the twelve colouring pencils, the book or, or one page out of the book, and they coloured. It. I wouldn't be telling you this story if it wasn't a good result, would I say so, <laughs> <laughs> but, but it was an amazing result. They uh, compared to themselves, they were all significantly better wow. than predicted wow. by their previous exam results and they were significantly better than the control you know the, the control group which did nothing mm-hmm. now, now that was that's my that's an application exam. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I, that, that I have, that, that we could have told them all to breathe, we could have shown them how to breathe and they could have relaxed and some of them might or might not. But when you colour, no matter what, how, you know, you're busily trying to remember how to do quadratic equations, you know, and where, you know, if you get two brackets with a, with a minus symbol, what's going to happen to that? You're all busily trying to shove that in their brain and keep it there for a second but here they were in that last five minutes, all they could do was colour.
3: Hmm.
2: Well, it relaxed their system. And when the system is regulated, guess what happens?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You're now able to access your memory. Yeah. Your, because, because your, you know, your hippocampus, your, your, the, the, the parts of the brain which have all of this information sitting there waiting to go, but if you're stressed, you know how many times have you gone into one of your exams and you've just gone blank?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, why, yeah. Would that,
2: <laughs> why would that be? You say to yourself, well, the answer is I you know I've obviously got stressed about it and but why? Well, there's the neurology of it. There's the mm-hmm. neuroscience of it. that those stre- you know that adrenaline, followed by that cortisol, has just, you know, it's got the amygdala and the whole deep limbic system shutting down because it fears what's about to happen. Mm -hmm. Because what's the point in knowing what happens to a minus sign when you have another minus sign multiplied next to it when the world is ending? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <true. laughs> well that's, that's the point so yeah that's the point in high, you know high pressure environments you know that's where you're trying to avoid the errors
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, why did i do that why did i miss that what how could i have done you know i'm you know i've been trained to within inch of my life and my automatic system should have just done that Mm-hmm. And the answer is that that system was unregulated at that stage. It was it was moving into the you know the perennial fear response. You know, it, it and and of course um, was unable to to get any further because our brain, you know, when we receive those messages. All you know, in through our optical, you know, through, through into the optical cortexes and then back into the frontal lobe, but everything passes through um, that amygdala. Every you know, it's always looking for danger, mm-hmm. it's the emotional component you know of us humans
3: yeah and if we can
2: learn to control that and we we've even been moving to experiments where in that sort of environment you can take a few deep breaths and and even think about your color what might happen Mm -hmm. i'm definitely uh, going to implement that
0: when um this upcoming semester as i you know, maybe next time before an exam, this is, this is going to be something that I'm able to, you know, pick up the book and and do a page, even if it's five, 10 minutes before my exam, Mm -hmm. I'd love to try that and see how, um, see how I adapt and see how I perform. Because historically I've, I've just, you know, done deep breathing and, you know, sitting there and gathering my thoughts and, and mentally kind of preparing myself to, just to for the next however long the exam is focus on that and and be confident at the same time so um maybe maybe this maybe this would be a great tool to implement and um you know again thank you for bringing that to to light for us that's something Mm -hmm. that i didn't know that um the coloring books were implemented in so i think that that's that's amazing super interesting yeah
2: um it's mm -hmm. it's um, again, it's, it's, it's a busy mind's tool. Yes.
0: And, and, and,
2: and, and for most of us, uh, I love yoga. I love meditation. I, I just think that, and I love breathing techniques because they are just our way of keeping that air conditioning and heating system of ours beautifully regulated, but you know what? I can't always do that first thing in the morning, and I certainly don't. All you know, it's very difficult sometimes in the middle of a busy day or before mm-hmm. I'm going to have to perform in an exam. And for many of us, it's just my eyes are open. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, this is wake time. I, I, I've got things to do, yeah. and this is yeah. a technique that allows me to keep my eyes open. But now, just this is all I'm going to think about. This is all that I'm going to do. My, my task is over the next ten minutes just to relax and complete this task. Yeah? Definitely. And, and and that's and that's um, the power of, it. Um, and 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 we've been developing things in these areas as well. I've mentioned a couple of times.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, on top of that. Um, what also developed out of the clinical practice, and, and, and on top of that, is the more of the senses. You know, if you think about the senses that we get into the brain through our senses. You know, touch, taste, smell, sight, sound. Yeah, mm-hmm. They're, they're, mm-hmm. these are the things that activate our brain. It doesn't. It isn't sentient. You know, it doesn't just activate. <laughs> you know, it, it 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 activates through our senses. And so, the more senses we get involved, um, the better the impact for us. So, while the colouring in has provided, you know, you've got the tactile, you're using your hands, so you've got the touch, you're using the eyes, so you've got, you know, you've got two of our biggies, haven't you? You know, there's something that's in our world, it's what we see um, and what we touch. So you've got your touching, your pen, you're your moving your hand and you're using your eyes to coordinate, yeah? Yes. Which is why yes. We, that's why we as kids learn to colour so that we teach our brain how to use a pen so that we can learn to write. Or well, now, obviously, to type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, but we've also now been experimenting with bringing in the other biggie, which is sound. Okay. So, how can we actually bring sound into play? And you'll see there, um, we, we've actually brought bringing sound in to actually create the alpha brainwaves. So, so when you move in, when the system is regulated and you're in the zone, you know, when when you're you're actually got that lovely balance for you, and the balance for you might be the the tree on that windswept slope or you're just a fresh tree that's bouncing back <laughs> happily <laughs> in, you know, in, in any wind
3: doesn't mm-hmm. really matter you,
2: that that homeostasis is also represented in the brain at that beautiful alpha way you know mm-hmm. you you're, it, it, it's actually just in in that homeostatic map Position getting you ready to go to beta or the other way into sleep into betas and all the rest of it. And what we yeah. thought of was, yeah. well, we need to also get into sound. So we so we developed up um, sounds, not not music, not not nature, but sounds that actually can force the while you're colouring, you can also get those sounds. So you, so in twelve minutes, you can get the impact of about an hour of meditation as shown on our uh, on our our feedback process so so not only can i i just whip on my you know whip on my headphones that are connected to my phone hit the hit the 12 minutes and and while you're coloring it's actually forcing your brain to also go into um into an alpha Mm -hmm. Um, way so that's an interesting development that um you and your um, yeah. listeners might might be interested to see. You can see that on the palatation, and, it, and it's our spelling of colour with a U okay. in it.
0: Well, we'll have to include that. Yeah, definitely for our listeners. I think that that's something that a lot of people would be very much interested in learning more about.
2: Yeah. A um, science-based stress management program. Yes, this. Very, and, Im- and, uh, very important. And we, pro- we provide the coloring books and we provide um, a um, an e-book um, uh, with all of the psychological tools as well,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: and the um, sound science aspect. I'm just saying that, that you know we're working our way through the senses, and when we and... do the other senses, also, you know, when you have a nice um, peppermint tea mm, yeah. on the table, wow. and you you take that in through your your nose. You can also have that on the table so you're dealing with another sense. That sounds great. So so you can imagine you could set yourself up quite easily. uh, 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 And, of course, um, you've also got um, the with the tea, you can also get the taste.
0: Most definitely. So so you're
2: hitting the brain with everything Mm -hmm. to get the max optimum impact in the shortest amount of time. Yes, because because time is the issue here. You know, if we have lots of time, we go on a holiday
3: mm-hmm.
2: and we relax. Well, eventually, <laughs> you know, you just to be you're about to come home, you finally relax. Um, we have to have techniques that allow us to override our system and get us relaxed back into the zone, into homeostasis or allostasis um, as quickly as possible because if we don't we are not going to survive this world that we're in this digital world that we're in is so consuming we have to find techniques which can take us out of it quickly and easily for short amount of times to have the maximum impact on our brain.
0: I agree. And that's why I love the book. It's it's something that's not involving screen time, which has become so common in today's age. Yes. Especially when we're losing that face-to-face interaction due to the current pandemic. So, I think that this is a great tool that, you know, a lot of people are able to yes. utilize to get the yes to get the brain yes. moving to get yes. again all of the senses working together and not focus so much on screen is. time
2: but, but we can't be dinosaurs the world is digital
0: yes so,
2: so that's why i love the idea of bringing the sound in because it's a it's a digital interface but without being on screen
3: mm-hmm.
1: Right. Definitely. I found too that I need that sound when I was actually, first, because it is really hard for me to shut off my brain. And like you said, I'm very just like Great. go, go, go type person. Great. So when I sat down with the book for the first time, I was coloring physically, but mentally my mind was somewhere else. And so I found if I put on some music, it at least would distract me and kind of take me. I listened to classical, so it kind of brought all those alpha waves, as you were saying, kind of in and let me relax a little bit more. So that's just kind of how I
2: was yes, doing well, that's it. That's <laughs> noise. Yeah. Well, that's that's noise. But we actually let's let let's now look at how we can convert that noise to mm-hmm. things that will actually. And remember, it doesn't have to be loud. All your brain has to do is hear it. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and so so it, then you will find that within seconds, uh, uh, there's uh, one of the top uh, boys' schools here in Australia asked me in, and we set up a lab. And we put this technology in there to um, help their year 11s and 12s here in mm-hmm. Australia. Fantastic group, you know. They, they they love the idea of colouring, but when you put the colouring together with a little bit of digital, you know, i oh, use your yeah. use your iPhone to and put on your ear, they, they put on your ear um, um, things, and and just put that in the background. Then you had the combination of I'm. Um, you know, I'm not going back to the dinosaur era here. Yeah. Uh, even though most of us, you know, remember fondly colouring, although some don't. You know, there, I've got to say there is a bit, there is a small percentage of the adult population that goes, "Oh, I couldn't stand going. I could never keep between the lines." Um, um, because, as in anything human, there are always the outliers, are there not? Um, but, <laughs> so, but for the, for the majority. The worked very well and I'm glad that you
0: you yeah it was I I know that speaking for myself and I'm sure for Carly as well we really did enjoy trying something new um for both of us and you know like I said I'm, I'm definitely going to implement the book and um kind of focusing on some new you know, alternatives to my personal own stress relievers. So I think mm-hmm. that this is definitely one that I can incorporate into my daily life. Um, I know that there's also a variety of books that you have available on Amazon. So um, we did allow our listeners to um, have access to some of those books. Um, hopefully, they've been following along with us as well. We've we've been encouraging them to you know go to Amazon, check out um, the book. It's mm-hmm. the title again. A coloring book for adults, anti stress, meditation through coloring, um, again by Dr. Stan Rodsky. So, um, thank you. Thank you again so much, just in summary, for taking the time to speak with us today, um, giving us a little bit more of your personal background as well as knowledge. (laughs) Yes, as well as some of the, you know, clinical work that you've done, how the coloring books have been implemented into your routine, into your clinical routine, mm-hmm. um, and just and just everything associated with that. So um, Dr. Rodsky, again, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today. We we
1: both really do appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. I learned a lot. It was, it
2: was my <laughs> pleasure. It was, it was my pleasure. And uh, please go and have a look and see add the sound as well.
0: Because, oh, most uh, definitely. You know,
2: uh, you, you need to go to the site, um, uh, the mm-hmm. uh, dot com. And, okay. and please have a go because I'd love your feedback on that as well because um, this is quite uh, quite new stuff. So.
0: That's great. We'll be sure to include a link to that when um, on our on our site and on our social media page as well. So yeah. all of you our listeners,
2: six, you get six more coloring books. Oh yes! get it as well. There you go. It's all part of the deal. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, what a steal! <laughs> I mean, I know. You know, I'll be. I'll <laughs> tell you about the uh, knives and forks that come as well in a moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's <laughs> great. <laughs> 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 That's great. So again, um, to all of our listeners, thank you so much for following along. We really do appreciate it. Um, there will be links associated to not only this book, but the remainder of the books as well that Dr. Rodsky um, has compiled for us. And um, to the website that we mentioned again in our conversation today. Um, thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank, thank you, everyone. Thank you. And, and... Stay well. You as well.